Welcome to today's inspiration. We are so glad you tuned in and joined with us. I hope you've seen the other, other episodes and you're becoming family because to us, you're family and we're glad you're with us. Um, we're going to continue and I hope you've seen the other episodes. So grab a notes, grab your Bible because we're about to dive in. We have three more. Um, we're, we've been talking about um, the spirit of religion and we have three more things that we want to add to that to teach you to help you to be set free so father god we thank you in this hour father god that we would have that we would all have ears to hear hearts to receive what you would desire to impart in us today father god we thank you as we yield our vessels to you for your children in jesus name we pray amen amen do you want to read number eight yes actually we left off uh, with religion corrupts and perverts and uh, I want to talk about New Covenant. Mm. Um, for the first covenant had been faultless, there would have, um, and, and it's a, read it, let me read that again. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion sought for a second. And what's your scripture? Uh, Hebrews 8, starting at verse 7, seven. and it's going through 13, which is the rest yeah. of the chapter. For finding fault with them, he says, Behold, days are coming, says the Lord, when I will effect a, effect a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judea. So Jesus is already talking about a new covenant. Not like the covenant which I made with their fathers. Old Testament. On the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. See, Old Testament. Come on. That's when he led, led the children of Israel out of Egypt. For they did not continue in my covenant. And if you know anything about that, they didn't. Um, for they did not continue in my covenant. And I did not care for them, says the Lord. Because there was a point that he was so upset Come that on. he wanted just to, to, to get rid of them, just to destroy him. And Moses, you know, pled in their behalf. And for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws into their minds. I will write them on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Now listen, I know we live in the New Testament now, and I know uh, that, um, uh, that Jesus came not to do away with the law, but to fulfill the law. That's right. Um, and I know that everybody says, oh, we don't live by the law. We don't live by the law. We, we live, you know, according to the New Testament. Uh, let me explain something to you real quick. I am guarantee you, that the kingdom of heaven has laws that you have to abide by, uh, that you have to govern yourself as. And listen, what it says here, I will put my laws, God, that's God saying that he's going to put his laws into your mind. I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. There are certain laws 
that is going to be put into your mind and into your heart. They're going to be written there. They're going to be placed there. What, what law are we talking about? Well, we're talking about the kingdom of heaven laws. We're talking about the kingdom of God. There are laws that, that, uh, that, that stand. Uh, first off, the one and, and only, uh, there shall be no other God before me. You shall worship uh, uh, your, your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Uh, if you don't think that that's something that you have to do, then I, we're, we're, we're reading this wrong scripture. And they shall not teach everyone, and they shall not teach everyone his fellow citizens, and everyone his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all will know me, from the least to the greatest of them, for I will be merciful to their uh, iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. When he said a new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. But whatever is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to disappear. So understand that we are now in a new covenant. A new covenant, not the old covenant. But what is a covenant? A covenant is a binding agreement a binding relationship like a marriage. Like me and my wife, we're married. We are married to each other, and we have a legal system that has uh, legalized, uh, according to the world, that we are man and wife, but also, according to God, we are man and wife. And... Um, we may have a, a marriage uh, certificate, a marriage license from a worldly standpoint, but you want me to tell you something? I believe that there is probably something in heaven. And, that, and no, no, I can't pull scripture uh, and, and to prove it, but I believe that there's something in heaven that, has, that, that binds us together. That, that, uh, that when God looks down here, he sees us as one and not two individuals, but that we are one, we're in covenant together, and there, I believe there is something in heaven that, uh, that because what, it has to start in heaven, and then it uh, uh, manifests on the earth. But, and scripture says, what God has brought together, let no man put asunder. Amen. That's scripture. So that tells me that covenant is very, very important to him. It, if there's a book in heaven that's got my name written in it, the book of life, and, and, and I believe that there's another book, and I'm not really sure how many books, I'd have to go back to scripture, but if there's books up in heaven that's got people's names in it, I would venture to say there might be something up there that's documented that her and I are married <laughs> and that we are covenant. It's something binding. It's something that you, you can't just walk away from. I, I want to, before we go to number nine, I really want to read this out of the Message Bible, oh, okay. that scripture, um, because that can be complicated, breaking that down. And so I, I want to read this version of it, and, and you can go study says, but Jesus' priestly work 
for our surpasses what these other priests do. Since he's working from a far better plan, if the first plan, the old covenant, had worked out, a second one wouldn't have been needed. But we know the first one was found wanting because God said, heads up, the days are coming. Now remember, this is out of the Message Bible, okay? Let's not get this confused. I just want you to hear it from a different version. Well, I'll set up a new plan for dealing with Israel and Judah. I will throw out the old plan. I set up with their ancestors when I led them by hand out of Egypt. They didn't keep their part of the bargain. Mm, they didn't keep their part of the bargain. That's a lot right there. So I looked away and let it go. This new plan I'm making with Israel isn't going to be written on paper. It's going to be chiseled in stone. This time I am writing out a plan in them, carving it on the lining of their hearts. Your heart is the tablet, saints of God, that he's writing on. I'll be their God. They'll be my people. You see, he says, he's calling you. You're his. Is he yours? Is he yours? They won't go to school to learn about me or buy a book called God in Five Easy Lessons. They'll all get to know me firsthand. Relationship, saints. Relationship. How else? You are not going to build a relationship through an earthly man to get to Jesus, to get to God, to get to the Holy Spirit. Do you understand that? No man... They can lead you to him. They can show you to him. But it's only through Jesus Christ that you have a relationship. And it says it right here, that they all get to know me firsthand. He's given a provision so that they can know him firsthand. The little and the big, the small and the great, they'll get to know me by being kindly forgiven. He's kindly forgiving us. I like that word with the slate of their sins forever wiped clean. By coming up with a new plan, a new covenant, as my husband spoke about, between God and his people. Once again, I'm going to ask you, are you his? God put the old plan on the shelf and there it stays gathering dust because we now live in new covenant. Amen? Amen. I just wanted you to see and hear it in a different way, to ponder it. Amen. Okay, let's go to number nine. Religion stems from the root of spiritual schizophrenia. And they're all, you're all probably sitting there going, hmm, what does this mean? What one, is schizophrenia? One minute, the people blessed the name of the Lord and cried, Hosanna to the highest. And in another breath, they yelled, crucify him. That's a whole lot in that sentence. Mark 11, 9 and 10 says, Then those who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. What was that scripture again, babe? Mark 11, 9 and 10. Thank you. Mark 11, 9 and 10. But if you just scroll over just a few more verses... In Mark 15 and 13, you see a verse that says, So they cried out again, Crucify him. Now, I see I can't tell who, who is who, and I can't sit here and go to those people and pick out. It'd almost be uh, hard to pick out uh, because the religious people were trying to blend in. They didn't want to, uh, uh, to be uh, uh, pointed out, and, but they tried to blend in. But you can see in this scripture where one second people were 
saying, Hosanna, blessed is he, the name of the Lord. And the next second, there was people uh, yelling out, crucify him. I don't know if they were the same people, but there was a spirit that was running rampant in that place. And that's the spirit of schizophrenia. They say one thing and do something else. Mm -hmm. and, and something, think about this, because it says in one breath, they're blessing him saying Hosanna on the highest, and in another breath they're yelling, crucify him. And you, ought, you may be going to that place of crucifying as actually killing, but I want to I explain something. Do you go to church on Sunday or in your living room? Are you worshiping him one night? And man, you're right there with him. You're, you've entered into his presence and everything. And the next day you go to... TJ Maxx, and somebody is hateful towards you. And right then you go from spirit to flesh. And your flesh rises up and you yell back. You may even cuss or curse. Do you not think that that's possibly crucifying Christ? Because you're not being Christ-like? Could that possibly be that when you do the opposite, that one minute you're worshiping him and the next minute you're cursing the very thing that is supposed to be empowering you to be Christ-like and show mercy to that person who may be having a bad day, may not know Jesus Christ, and you might have been the one sent in there <laughs> to lead them to Christ, but your flesh took over. You see, when you come out of a spirit of religion into a relationship, then you are going to want to crave the presence of God, being in his presence, communicating with him, living and abiding in him so that when you are faced with opposition, my husband teaches this message and, uh, for years, um, body, soul, and spirit. And the one thing that always that I remember is when he's teaching about flesh and spirit, that if you feed spirit man, spirit man needs to be up here and flesh needs to be down here. But so many times our flesh rises up and the spirit is crucified. Who is spirit? Okay, that's a good question. Who is spirit? Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But if you're feeding your spirit, your spirit should become so illuminated that it crushes flesh, that spirit becomes the driving of the bus and crucifies your flesh so that when you're faced with opposition or you're faced with a bad report or you're faced with ugly people spewing ugly things, that your spirit man says, give them mercy. Your spirit man says, speak peace to them. Your spirit man says, release joy into their situation. But if you're feeding flesh six days of the week and you're only feeding spirit one day a week, you got a problem on who's driving your bus, saints of God. You got to feed that spirit man. How do you feed that spirit man? Religion is not going to feed that spirit man. Religion is out of duty. Relationship is out of love and adoration and honor and fear. I'm not talking about bad fear. I'm talking about that fear of being in awe of his presence, being in awe of the Lord. That's where we all have to, to come to a place that it doesn't matter what building you're in, that if you're surrounded with a body of Christ and you're at home, you're at work, that spirit man is driving the bus because you're desiring that presence. So guess what? There's a fine line between spirit and flesh. 
Who are you feeding more today, spirit or flesh? Amen? Number 10. You ready for number 10? Or we, okay. Religion hinders positive relationships. By putting a bad taste in the mouths of unbelievers, taking the fire, whoo, Jesus, the fire out of marriages, stopping the flow of God in worship and fellowships, and making children hating serving God. You want to? No, keep going. I'm looking for a scripture. To sum it up, judgment will start at the house of God. Remember, it was the religious spirits that nailed Jesus to the cross. Let us not religiously or repetitively serve God. We must, and we talked about this, we must worship him in spirit and truth. You must feed that spirit man. You must take time to evaluate your walk, your communication with the Father. Are you only inviting him into certain areas of your life and putting him in a box in other areas? Or are you inviting him to consume and to take over and lead and guide you through to your promised land. What are the promises that God has made you that maybe you forgot? Is there visions that you have written down in a book and because of life you forgot about them or you just laid them to the side? Could that be because you were feeding flesh and you were involved in religion instead of a relationship? Because a relationship with Jesus Christ won't let you forget what he called you to, what your purpose was, what your identity is in him. When you feed spirit man, you become consumed with love and joy and peace. I know I keep saying that, but when you feed your spirit with the word of truth, you will fulfill your purpose in everyday life that people will look at you and they're gonna do one or two things, saints of God. When religion is truly broke off of you, this is what happens. In a nutshell, people are either going to be drawn to you or they're going to run away because your spirit man becomes so strong because you're walking in spirit, you're walking in truth, you're a deliverer that when somebody it needs deliverance, the spirit in you rises up and you bring healing, you bring deliverance, you bring joy, you bring peace. You release that very environment to those that are not walking right and they don't, they, they, they aren't in the seeking mode or whatever, they're gonna run away from you. When we take people through deliverance, we say one or two things. The more you get delivered, the more they're either gonna want to get delivered your friends or you're gonna lose friends because the closer you get to Christ Jesus, it's gonna be one or the other. They're gonna be drawn to or they're gonna be drawn away. But guess what? The more you build your spirit, man, the closer you get to Jesus, you're going to walk in such a freedom that everything you lay your hands to, it will be blessed. Scripture says that you're blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Religion doesn't say that. Relationship says that that you're the head and not the tail. That's promises of God that when you abide in him and he abides in you, there are promises that when you, you see for every promise, there's an if, the condition. When we receive salvation, you have to believe with your heart and repent. Amen. You have to do your part. So guess what? To be Christ-like, you have to walk in a place of crucifying your flesh. And I, I will say this probably in every episode, you have to crucify your flesh and surrender. He'll clean you up. He'll correct you, not condemn you. He came to save the world, not to condemn the world. 
And then when you're walking Christ-like, those visions, those dreams, those purposes, when you're truly set free from the bondages of mankind, you will fulfill your purpose, your identity that was put when you were put in your mother's womb. That seed had a stamp on it of purpose and identity. You see, God doesn't erase that. We do. We get in the way. But I promise you, the closer you get to him, saints of God, when I was saved in 1997 and I met the Holy Spirit and I met Jesus and I met the Father, I can honestly say since from 1997, I will be 56 years old this coming May. Now hear me on this. I've not looked back. I've not fallen in in what he delivered me from. I have stayed the course. I have pursued. I have pushed. I've pressed. Have I had stones thrown in the way and he had to make a way? Yes. Have I had hits? Absolutely. Absolutely. But there hasn't been a day that I haven't said, Lord God, I need you. Have you said that? Have you said, Father, I need you. Father, I want you. I believe that there are those of you right now that he's waiting on you. He's like, if you'll just let me, I will make a way where there seems to be no way. I will move the stubble out of the way. He is waiting on you. But once you say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Boy, he just comes right in. That Holy Spirit starts speaking to your heart, starts writing on the tablets, reminds you of purpose, reminds you of who he made you be. Don't let man erase your character that he made you. You were made in his image. What a glorious thing that you were made in his image. So when you look in the mirror and you start to say, I don't like that, mm, don't do that because you're made in his image. Don't tell him he's ugly. You're beautiful. He made you. Amen. Come on, saints of God. I, I want to hear testimonies. I want to receive emails of you changing your mindset. Stop listening to man. Now, I'm not talking about your leaders, your pastors. Okay, please. I'm talking about outside forces that are not Christ-like. Stop giving a listening ear to the enemy. Listen to the Holy Spirit that you can be the best God has called you to be, to be the most, to accomplish the most. Because you know what, saints of God, to be Christ-like, we're blessed. It doesn't matter what it looks like in the world when you, when you see poverty and you see people in lack. Are they, are they truly Christ-like or have they fallen into sin and it's they've, they've been robbed of what God has purposed for them? We have access to everything Jesus had. Everything Jesus did, we have the access. But you got to feed. You got to feed the word into you. It's got to be activated. You got to walk it, live it, talk it. You can't be a part of the world and a part of the kingdom. You have to make a choice. I pray today you make the choice to be kingdom minded to be set free of religion and come into a relationship. I know that we have talked a whole lot about this. Religion can really breed havoc in relationships. But when you call upon the Lord and say, Lord, I'm in bondage. I need to be set free. He will answer. Jeremiah 33, 3, I believe it is, says, When you call upon my name, I will surely answer and show you my mysteries. That's relationship. It's relationship. 
He loves you. I can't say that enough. I hope you can feel my heart to know how much he loves you, how much he cares about you. And he don't just care a little bit. He cares about details. So many people are afraid to communicate with God and talk to him about everything. But you want to know something? When my children, when I don't hear from my children, I try to talk to my children at least every single day or every other day. When I don't hear from them, I miss them. I miss hearing their voice. I miss hearing what's going on in your life, good, bad, or indifferent. Or how can I pray for you? What do you need? What can I do for you? Think about this, saints. If you haven't talked to him today, I believe he's missing your voice. He's missing your worship. Do you know he loves to hear us sing? It doesn't matter what we sound like. Boy, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a big time singer or anything. But I love to worship him. He miss, he's missing you. I feel in my spirit right now there are those of you. He is missing you and misses hearing your voice. Please talk to him today. Pick up that phone and talk to God. And tell him, I need you. I'm sorry I haven't called. I'm sorry I haven't called. Pick it up. Talk to him today. I implore you. I encourage you to talk to him. Because he misses you. He wants to set you free. He wants to help you. He wants to make a way where there seems to be no way. He wants to bless you. He wants to see you blessed. He wants to give favor. He wants to pour out favor and we box him in. Unbox him. Let him loose. Let him loose in your room today. In Jesus' name, I implore you. I encourage you. I dare you. Invite his presence into your house. God bless you. We love you. Until next time. I appreciate y'all watching uh, our show uh, this evening. If there is anything, anything whatsoever that you have heard that has uh, spoken to your heart uh, and, uh, and you feel the need to either rededicate your life or uh, turn your life over to Jesus, uh, I encourage you uh, to, uh, to uh, reach out to us. Uh, we would be more than happy to speak with you uh, either on the phone or, or via email or however. You can reach out to us uh, and, uh, and it's easy. We can say a prayer for you. Uh, I, it's, 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 Jesus says uh, to Nicodemus uh, that you must be born again yes. uh, to enter into uh, the kingdom of heaven. Uh, so I encourage you uh, to turn your life over. Uh, if you need to rededicate, uh, that, that is also to turn your life back to. Repentance is simply turning from where the direction that you were going to a new direction. You're no longer a, uh, the old uh, person that you are, but you become a new person through the gift of salvation. So I encourage you to reach out to us at eaglewingsfaith.org. Uh, you can click on the tab, uh, contact us, uh, and you can put it through the website, or you can email us straight, ewfmchurch uh, at gmail.com. Um, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Uh, God bless you, and we will see you later.